Hi there, and welcome back to Barely D&D. This is a Sword of Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to jump into this week's episode, episode 31, The Blood Bowl, in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and recap last week's episode, episode 30, Stress Management. So, after the informational overload and weight of the fungi's conversation with Alondra about the ancient conflict into which the group had stumbled, the party took Kanaje up on her offer to stay in her home. The five unintentional adventurers entered into a modified use of the Magnificent Mansion spell, anchored to a doorframe within the opalescent tome, which served as Conage's private mansion, entirely held within the private hall of the magic shop. Once the party had marveled at the grandeur of the residence and attempted to understand the strange amalgam of spells which constructed the illusory butler who greeted them there, the group took a load off and tried to make plans of their next move. Tello interrupted their logistic discourse with a building fear of the revelations with which the fungi had just learned, but the party was ready to calm their allies sufficiently. Explaining their own methods for coping with the growing frequency of world-bending knowledge and the, strange, and the strange destiny to which they now seemed to tread. The fungi felt that Tello's anxieties were sufficiently quelled and left their overwhelmed friend to go seek a little bit of a respite of their own. Craig ventured to find Thespis and pursue an invitation to seek secret warrior training, while Boz, Greta, and Ro returned to Home Cove's beachfront thoroughfare to seek the guidance of a druidic sage whom Boz had found earlier that day. Craig's pursuits yielded Thespis' claims to be a fanciful reimagining of an underground fighting ring into the subterranean depths of which the odd duo delved. Boz's excursion with the girls was equally as fruitful as the druidic turtle Tesha provided the calm and self-searching wisdom that the heavy hearts gathered there needed to begin unloading their burdens and processing their traumas. After pensive conversation and fodder for further introspection, the three fungi left Tesha and the wonderful home behind to resume their evening in the city and possibly find their dwarven companion. Before we get into this week's adventure, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you so much to one of our amazing patrons, uh, Dakota, you rock. Uh, we really appreciate your support on the show. Um, and person listening, if you'd like to support Barely D&D outside of just listening, which is amazing, and thank you for being here, uh, you can click the link to their Patreon in the episode description. Uh, we do some cool things there. We have a side show called The Bi-Weekly Breakdown. But anyways, thanks for being here, and let's get into the episode. Everybody, welcome back to Barely D and D. This is a Sword of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> podcast, and we are back again with the dice, and we're gonna roll them thrice. Zachary, roll that dice thrice. <laughs> how do you? How do you roll, roll that dice thrice, thrice, Zachary? How much was it? I'm Zach all the time. Did you roll one? <laughs> Zach all the time. Ones. Zach all the time. Wow. <laughs> I'm so depressed. That's going to okay. be a sign of how the episode goes this week. Zach is depressed. <laughs> this is Zachary is depressed. <laughs> Ooh, that's the new spinoff project Ooh. podcast. Oh, you made me laugh while I was drinking whiskey. Whiskey. whiskey? And then whiskey? I breathed hard and it got in my eyes. Oh, no. I whiskey in my nose and eyes right now. <laughs> that feels terrible. You made me laugh while I was drinking whiskey and I breathed <laughs> in yeah, alcohol whiskey. in my face. This is very clearly a sort of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> this podcast is being held together by Red Bull. I'm uh, seriously. Jeez, sponsor us. You sponsor everything else. I, um, I have a whoa. question for everybody. Yeah. A question that typically is asked by our editor. The little predator, if you will. Oh, no. um, Are we going with that? <laughs> um, but the not. question is, what is your character's most cherished childhood memory? Oh, that's an excellent question. 
And which uh, which NPC am I doing? Right? No, no, we did that no, last we just time. Did that one. Just, the the resident campaign is that's. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Spigoober. Spigoober. You said Butler, and I was like, me. Spigoober. Spigoober. Okay, Spigoober. All right. Um, let's start with uh, not Row. Let's start with Boz. <laughs> Boz's favorite childhood memory is just getting the ability to go travel to each island. Ooh. Like being the like, first time setting yeah, out like, when can we go to the next one? Like, are we going to be able to go to the next island? And I'll always be And told, that would have probably been like when, when you're older, teen. when you're older. Dude. And then finally he woke up and his dad was like, guess what day it is. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty sick one. Okay. Okay. I have one. Yeah. Craig. So his favorite childhood memory is when it was bring your son to work day. And so he went to go mine and, um, he was on like a little water break and he saw this very pretty girl and it just so happened to be Catherine, his future <gasps> wife. And that was oh. the first day that he laid eyes on her. Oh, it was when they were little kids. Gosh. Very sweet. You're welcome. That's very sweet. I can't. <laughs> Rose childhood favorite memory is being an orphan. <laughs> um, Greta, what's your favorite? I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I feel like Greta has a really good memory of, um, I feel like she had like a crazy uncle who like really did a lot I mean, of. Your family's huge, so probably. Yeah, she had like a crazy uncle or like someone that like would just. There was like a little, little different from little the rest weird. of her family. And Greta connected with that. And one day he was like, Greta, you know, you can like ride the sheep. And oh, so he, no. he put little little baby Greta on top of this massive sheep and then just like t- the sheep just took off. That must have been huge because I imagine how small you are now, mm. how small you were as a kid. A sheep would have been like a dinosaur. Yeah. Mm. So I think like the because like, you know, the rest of her family was probably like pretty chill and like just pet the sheep and feed them grass. And this like that probably that little bit of like excitement and fun and like crazy fun chaos was probably like it probably like she remembers that and that's like a fond memory of like something that made her it like sparked a like a craving for excitement Ooh, what was Big Uber's favorite childhood memory, Zachary? Oh. Wait, oh, wait, Jackie. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, okay. I made a joke, um, but that's not your actual favorite. So I, memory, I have it. Actually. I came up with it. Um, I mean, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oopsie. so when uh, Ro doesn't ever remember, like not having the loot. Oh. Um, oh. like the loot, she always had it, but like, I mean, she was too young. Like she was like almost the size of the loot, right? When she oh. was like a baby, so. When she could finally start like holding it, like it's not like she knew how to play it right away, but um, she was like teaching herself and maybe there were some people that like bards that came to the um, temple that maybe taught her some stuff. But her favorite childhood memory was like, okay, I'm going to stop the scene. She was like like, sitting on her like little bed in like the orphanage or whatever. And she, she practiced like a lot because she, she knew who her mom was and she wanted to live up to that. So she was like uh, playing on her lute and she, she played just a little bit of something that was in her mother's song book. And she actually like got it right. Like it actually sounded like, okay. And, um, and I'm going to take a little bit of role play leverage here and she, and there was just like a little bit of 
purple and green like spark oh. that came out of it and like there was just a little bit of magic and like oh, it didn't really that do is anything such an awesome like scene but like it happened and that was the moment she knew she was like okay i can do this and i'm gonna <gasps> be able to i'm gonna be able to do this i'm gonna be able to to get through everything Landon, that was a fantastic question i like these character background answer. questions we should that do was, we should do more of this yeah. we do yeah. more i mean like it forces spicy. me to canonize a lot of things but i like it well i <laughs> yeah. think ultimately as the dm you have power to say did you really i'm not learn gonna how to shoot swim? down your fun did stuff you like really that? learn how to swim i mean it's canon <laughs> that craig doesn't know how to swim but aside from that that's not <laughs> anything <laughs> else goes <laughs> as a character i might just be a dragon yeah that's fine craig i swear if you claim to swim just drowns he just sinks i mean he's like a rock you don't know how to swim if you fall into the ocean you will die can i just summon uh spigurber's cherished childhood memory he he doesn't what if he finds a so i guess like pressure you know what has occurred to me for the very first time you don't know how to swim but abby's right you can't drown <laughs> Eventually, he will learn how to swim and go back up to the top. Uh, a fish will teach him. I have never thought of that. I legitimately cannot drown. You, you can't, can't drown. Swim, but if but but you can't drown. The pressure would kill him, right? right? No. Or like, because like if you, if you sink to the ocean, you're not just going to chill well, down there. Your brains well. are going to explode. No, yeah, the pressure would probably kill you. Abe Lincoln. So what honestly, if sink, though? What maybe if the like worst way to die driftwood. slowly running out of light in infinite darkness until slowly after hours it just crushed your internal organs. Yeah. <laughs> that would be horrible. This is I would so probably great. cast guidance. What if you died before like you could? But I'm like you couldn't you couldn't die in like a shallow lake. But also it's it's <laughs> magic that protects it. So maybe I'll tell you what, this isn't a right now thing, but I have to think through some things. Okay, <laughs> please give him a bathtub again, he won't drown. There's I no pressure. Will not drown. That's why Craig was so freaked out in that bathtub. <laughs> Bro, you don't even know. <laughs> I've always had this irrational fear of water and understand it. I'm excited to spend an entire episode just listening to Micah play DD by herself. Because uh, we're going to the tower. I was like, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Craig's just going to be at the blood I bowl. just tell you guys to shut up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> like, no, the I want them to join. No, there's no way they can get into there's this There's no now. way we're getting to where you are. No, you can. You can um, I mean, you have locate object. Well, oh, yeah, and I have. And sending. Oh, yeah, you I guys can say, go I have Craig. an idea, yeah. That's a y'all call. Um, Spagoober's childhood memory. <gasps> uh, <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's okay. It's okay. I haven't heard Spagoober's voice in too long. Um, Spagoober. <laughs> he's... he's one of his childhood memories. Um, <laughs> he has a lot. They weren't in public because other children were mean to him. Mm. But um, it was probably something. I mean, he loved his parents. So it was probably his mother teaching him to read because he loves to read. So it was probably the first time that, you know what? It was probably the first time that he read the book on his own. And it was the first time that he was really able to read. And even though he was scared of the world, like outside, he found an inside intimate world that he could explore. So that's probably his favorite. I love Spagoober. And he loves you. Aww. Welcome back to this podcast. Today's episode is episode 31. I can't believe we're in the 30s, I know, guys. I was like, 31? That's insane. That's old. This is episode 31. 
uh, the Blood Bowl. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Zach was like, what is definitely going to happen in this one? I, love, I mean, I'm so sure it has to, Greg right? turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot something. <laughs> We're sailing to Mashtar. <laughs> <laughs> we steal a new ship and do it. So. <laughs> you guys go to the Kevkin Naval Barracks, hijack a ship, and that's the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I think that could still be called the Blood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Air five. That's inspiration. Um, I already have it. I'm so sorry that I give out inspiration so much. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is level five point six five adventure. The date is somehow still <laughs> thirty four eighty eight PB Tefthar thirty one. Also, quick heads up. It has been Tefthar thirty one <laughs> since twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven twenty eight twenty nine thirty thirty one. How many? We have had we have had eight episodes <laughs> of okay, this we can, day. We can make it to this ten. <laughs> Almost a third of the podcast has been this one day. Hey guys, if we pull an all nighter. <laughs> Wait, how this many is months? 45. <laughs> <laughs> how many months? How many like actual real human months have we been in this day? Oh, in like real life? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like since I was here last time, I think. That's true. I think so. Since oh March? Oh my goodness. Well, because like every two. It's like an episode. That's like eight weeks. <laughs> you guys have been in this day for like almost three weeks. I love this game. Day. Oh my gosh. Woo. Will we ever get sleepy? You don't know. This has been you the most know. important day of your lives. I haven't updated my spells in eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I um, think Tethra 31 should definitely become like a national uh, Yalabrin holiday. It's Flower Day. With it's the fun the guys. Festival of Petals. It's, it's been Flower true. Day National forever. Fun Guy Petal Day. Festival of Fun Guys. So we come back Ooh, and, and yeah. we're just like making it Tethra 31 every t for uh, longer every second we talk about it. <laughs> Preserving the magic. I changed my mind. Rose's birthday is the <laughs> day after Tethra 31. <laughs> Okay, so um, we come back in on Craig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know, but I said we come back in on Craig, and with the fury of a thousand suns, Landon crushed a Red Bull in his hand. That was, that was a threat, okay? Landon said, it's boss. This is so <sighs> I told you guys, there is something about the second episode. There really is. There is something about the second episode. We record two episodes, so we play bi-weekly, and we record two episodes every time. Every time we play, and the second episode, there's just some it's energy going crack crack every it's, time, every yeah, single time. Literally. So, anyways, let's blood go see what Red Bull. I mean, like, I or like blood blood barely D and D. You guys are so going. It was the second episode. It was the second episode when Rose sang the song to yeah. the Kevkin. It's and always it the second, second episode. episode when we had the, the old vision. It'll just think what'll go wrong today. Oh anyway, oh when Ro had the dream. Okay, Craig yeah. is going down this hallway. Well, um, I'm the DM, but I like that. Uh, so <laughs> Craig, he's like, don't you tell me what Craig does? Don't tell me what Craig does. Craig, I say what Craig does. Shut up, love your magic. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. I'm the DM now. Okay. <laughs> Man, hold on to your seats, listener. Okay, so you have gone down this this ladder, and the space, the smell is awful. It's rank and uh it's Dink. so you can hear all around you this the sound of like a like a like some sort of moving water but it's dense and uh it sounds kind of like if mud were were like flowing by and you are in a rough like a roughly cylindrical shaped 
um, chamber. Uh, it is a long tunnel, but it's not perfectly smooth. Um, it, it looks like it was carved very um, un by unskilled hands out of the earth. And um, there is a walkway, um, a sort of lipped walkway on either side of the chamber um, that uh, stands by a river of dark fluid um, and the horrible smell is coming up off of it. And it just smells generally like decay. So there could very well be... Have you ever been... Um, at the edge of water that's like sort of do you remember the drainage ditch behind my house yes no, but yes I'll tell i do you what? do you remember how in the summer no, oh, but okay. i'll tell you what i was on a float trip recently and you would go buy some still water and it i, I can't explain it it was horrible that yes just the smell of things decaying is yeah. what this smells like it's a terrible smell and the place is lightless um you would feel like you had no light here except that there are torches nearby um, on either side of the ladder that you're climbing down on and across on the other side of this this slurry of dark fluid below you. There are two torches on the other wall and two torches right here. There are these thick rusted iron bases that have these like sort of um, uh, guarded uh, burning centers that are just in the space and they make the smell stronger. It's awful. Um, and the ladder you're going down though is very clean, pristinely clean. Uh, it's rough iron, but it's it's perfectly clean. And below <laughs> you, <laughs> um, the the stone level that you're standing on, um, there are like a hundred footprints, like all on top of each other, a mess that you can't make one out from another. And there's a met, an iron lock uh, walkway that has been bolted into the ground on either side of this lipped edge. And there are rails on either side, and they go across the slurry, this horrible river below you. And on the other side there is um, an oval-like uh, indention into the wall and a giant iron door with this huge bolted handle on it and a little sliding eyepiece that you can see on it. Um, and uh, you and Thespis have like crawled down into this darkness and there's the firelight around you and the space is abrasive and the heavy grated uh, top has been <laughs> laid down on the space above you. And Thespis like, uh, there's like the thing, 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 thing of hands and feet going down the ladder and as he gets down, he doom, doom, sets his feet on the iron platform and he goes, the bowels of hell are fierce, are they not, Craig? Gird your nose, my brother. Craig is not opening his mouth okay. because he does well, not Well, you don't have know. to breathe, so, um, but oh, you're plugging wait, your nose anyway. Wait, 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 but taste buds. Yeah, you just don't have to breathe if you don't want to. Are you just walking around with your mouth open? <laughs> Tongue sticking down. That's what I'm saying. Like Albert Einstein. No, no, what I'm saying is he doesn't want to open his mouth to okay. reply because he doesn't want to taste the so, air. So, um, Thespis like sort of looks at you for a second. Your concentration is astounding. <laughs> and he walks over to the door. He like takes this really quick about face and he walks across the platform. Dum, 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 dum. And he walks over to the door on the other side. And he gets up close and he goes, listen carefully to what I am about to perform. This is a secret knock. <laughs> and he his hand. and um, you can hear sound. You can hear people. No um, way. You can hear like very dimly. You can hear voices, um, like a, a faint murmur. Uh, and you almost think you can hear music, maybe very muffled. And uh, on the other side of the door, you hear a. <laughs> And this, this eye slit in the door pulls back. And the moment the, the slit pulls back to the other side, this pair, this pair of like deeply, um, like uh, there are bags under the eyes and dark lines around them, thick eyebrows. And the piercing eyes from the other side past it, you can see like blurred colors and you can hear drums. 
and you hear like violins like this really intense music going and you hear the murmur and chatter of people and you feel like you you hear a clink of glasses and the eyes behind the slit say what brings you to the blood bowl do you know a question Mm -hmm. are his eyes piercing blue no dull dull brown all right never mind um my friend Thespis over here is going to show me the ropes. You point to Thespis and he says, I think you recognize me. Yeah, let's go. Yes. And the um, the slit slides across again and you hear a... And as the door opens up, there is a huge room in front of you. It's maybe... a hundred feet across. Oh. Um, a massive circular space with this domed ceiling. It is all stone. This chamber has been far better carved smoothly all the way across. And the huge room is three concentric circles where levels of the floor have been carved down lower and lower. The outer ring is large, probably 15 feet in full width. And it is full of round tables on a side that are, that are uh, packed in with patrons. There's maybe 60 people in this room. Um, and there are an array of people seated at or seated at what what are probably like eight to ten tables filled with seats, and then behind them along the wall there are booths with nicer nicer desks in front of or tables in front of them. And at one end uh, on the far end of the room, or excuse me, you're looking at it from your perspective here. So the tables are over here on your right, mm-hmm. and then over here. There is a round bar um, with a huge cabinet of spirits behind it in the wall, carved into the stone. And uh, the like, it looks like this whole room was carved, like the tables are wood and the cabinets are wood, but everything else is carved into the ground. It looks like whoever created the space had a full vision of what they wanted this room to be, and they created, they carved it out of the earth here. And um, uh, so the bar itself is carved out of the stone of the chamber. And it's got this really smooth, weird look to it. And there's a woman behind it standing, and she's bringing drinks to people who are seated on stools at the at the edge and then on the other side um there are like individual uh like benches lacing a wall and there are um you can see large figures resting at them some in some in armor some with weapons um some without and um uh, a level down um there is it's all benches in a circle and there are two people in like matching gray cloaks uh with bandanas around their head um who have like spell components by their sides and vials all under the benches and um there is a lipped wall between the third and the second level and stairwells that go down between it and and then between the second wall and the first level, there's a very tall wall that goes up to like waist height on most people. And um, uh, you see these uh, these like in, in an uh, octagonal pattern, there's metal poles that come out of the side. They don't connect to anything. They're just freestanding. And in the middle of the room, there is sand in this bottom layer, maybe a 60 foot circle. Um, and it, the sand has dark stains in it and um, chunks of wood and metal and Thespis, and there's just a clamor of denizens and people all in the room. You can hear shouting and drinks. And um, uh, at this section, in between the bar and the benches where fighters are waiting, there are like 20 drums, huge. There's one on one side that's all the way the size of a timpani and another one that looks like a snare. And there is this um, this dwarven woman with frayed re- or like red hair all around her, this tight bandana. She's covered in sweat. She has two mallets in her hand. Her arms are muscular. She has this ratty, like worn cotton shirt on, matching pa- pants you can't see past the drums. And she's just like gritting her teeth, slamming away on the drums. <laughs> 
boom, it's going nuts. Next to her, a serene middle-aged man, like in kind of nice but worn clothes, just playing away on the violin, matching, and this space is alive. And Thespis walks in and he says, welcome, brother, onto the blood bowl. And he reaches out his hand and gestures to the room. First thought comes to Craig's mind is, mm, yes, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig, why don't you make, well, what are you doing? You're in the space. Um, I'm so excited we're here. <laughs> okay, first of all, this place is under the ground. Under the ground. There's fighting. There's drinks. This is Craig's home. This is Craig's space. <laughs> this is like... You were made for this. He, this First time campaign. Him, this feels more at home than any other place has because mm. it is literally where he would go with his friends after work and like, you know what I mean? Let's mm -hmm. go Blood Bowl. Let's go Blood Bowl. Would he take... Catherine does, on dates here? No, she's very against it. Um, she is. That is not the sort of thing she would like. <laughs> no way. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to roll an insight check for the most, like the strongest person there, the most intimidating person. Heck yeah, Craig. Why don't you make, uh, we'll make a perception check first. You put, to notice people no, in the no. space. Say it again. Say it again. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am, make a per cap king cack. <laughs> I got a 19. 19, Craig! Oh, Craig is in his element. Oh, he is perceiving. <laughs> Abby? Um, Not the room normal. is big. Um, you see, having learned a little bit more about the Earth and Bloom at large, you're from Biasta, but having learned more about some of the other nations and traveling around, you can recognize now brass company armor on uh, uh, there are a pair of elves who look very similar on one side of the room by the bar in brass company armor and you remember that Greta was sitting with them in the uh, tavern um, there's also you notice um, a Kefkin here um, a captain in heavy armor, Bordron Helmson, is sitting at a table with his helmet all off at one of the tables, and he is not surrounded by other soldiers. Um, and he's just leaning, his hair is like all sort of out in a mop, and he has a drink, and he's like, you know, looking inconspicuous. His shield and like half of his armor is off, his sword is aside. He does not look ready for any action. He's just chilling here. And um, there's a lot of intimidating figures in the room, but the most intimidating is easy. Far on the left side, on the benches, there's a figure. He's sitting down, but if you had to guess his height, if he stood up, I mean, around seven feet. Um, and you couldn't possibly guess his weight um, because he is impossibly large. His shoulders come out to a full width of maybe four feet. Um, his arms are probably larger than a basketball across. Probably much larger. He's a loxodon. A huge elephant head sits on muscular shoulders with a trunk covered in scars and marks and bruises going down. There are two huge ivory tusks coming out of the edge of his mouth with the front of one side broken off and the other one capped with an iron stud that's been drilled into the tusk. There are huge scars and potted burn marks on his face. A, a, like a massive section of one of his ears is cut out and they're, they are not cute. I mean like African bull elephant, it's a bony, hard protruding face with deep set eyes that are dark brown and burning. On his chest, he wears a thick leather vest that's like roped together with heavy cord across his chest and his wide barreled muscle pushes out against it. Um, 
he has a heavy belly, but not like not obtuse, just like comes right out to the, the length of his chest so that all of him just looks like a barrel going down. He has these huge legs that are wrapped up in these thick, like kind of like hide plated pants. And down at the bottom, there are these massive black boots that have iron studs at their base. His huge hands have four fingers on each of them with dark iron rings on five of the on three of the total fingers, one here, one here, and another here. And um, he has the biggest hammer you have ever seen at his side. It is, it just like, a, it looks like a massive iron cylinder at the top of this perfectly octagonal handle with a fist relieved in iron at the base of it. And it's leaning upside down next to him. And he's just leaned back with, it's a tankard, but it looks like a small barrel that was just cut in half and a handle placed on the side. He's got it in front of him and it's full of a fluid and his trunk just keeps lifting up and then like going down into it and pulling back out. Looks like he's taking swigs of it and he's just sitting back and no one is near him on a bench. No one's talking to him at all? No one is talking to him. Oh, you guys. Oh, Jim. What you doing, Craig? <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I'm not gonna just leave Thespis. Like I can't okay. Be so you've here. walked into the room. What so, um, Thespis, do you ever fight? Do you ever fight in here? I have been working up to the expertise. I have battled twice here. It is oh, a wow. humbling arena, Craig. I have been defeated once before, but I have also bested an opponent. I don't mean to brag, but one day I will be champion of this arena, and then I'll be ready to set out on my adventures. He's gonna turn to Thespis. He's gonna put a hand on his shoulder, look at the like, eyes. Yes, Craig. I believe in you. I believe in you, I believe in you, Thespis. You're gonna do it one day. You're gonna be top. There is a genuine tear in his right eye. And he just sort of like like squints it really Suck hard. And he up. like he like tries and it's not going anywhere, so he just like slaps his face really quickly. Yeah. Yes, Craig. Yeah. It's okay to cry. <sighs> just not in front of all these men. <laughs> Why do you have the best things to say, Micah? You get a you get a point of toxic masculinity. Um, he just uh, he just goes. Oh man! I'm gonna go buy a table. And he like he's like trembling a little bit as he walks away to the bar. I want to go here. <laughs> well, you gotta figure that out when it's your turn. Craig, what are you doing? Um, so the uh, the elephant man is he by the bar? Mm. First of all, make a history check. History. Hey, Craig's making checks today, guys. Let's wow. go. Let's do that. That sounded so much more demeaning than I meant it. I meant that as a genuine positive. Okay, so go to three. Three. Wow. Okay, you've never seen an elephant person before. But nice. Nice. Okay, so he's by the bar? No. Uh, so he's like sort of at the bars here and the tables are here and the rings are in the middle. And um, there's benches over here and that's where the warriors are waiting. And he is over there. Hey, uh, what's that one like? That one comedian who's like, and I was on the bench. That's John Mulaney. And I was over on the bench. And I was, I was over on the bench. I'm sorry. I had to involve. What you doing, friend? He divorced his um, wife, and it's sad. Yeah, so, we don't talk about oh, that part. Like Craig. Oh my god. Uh, hey, I have not divorced. Him. Craig, what are you doing in this scene? Okay, I'm gonna go get a drink before I get way too bummed out. I'm gonna go get my get a drink. Um, but I'm gonna get a. Is this sodas? I'm gonna go ask. I'm gonna go ask. Where's the, where's the okay, so Thespis walks away, and then you're soon walking behind him in an awkward distance. <laughs> and you guys don't know what to say to each other on the way, but when you get to the bar, he goes, Welcome back. And um, you get to the edge of the bar, and uh, there's a woman there. She is uh, half elven. Uh, and the stone is very clean. 
Uh, it's very well manned. Uh, the floor on some of the ways you're walking has like a like it's sticky a little bit in some places. Uh, and you looked at it at one point, you realize some of it's blood. Um, but uh, as you get close to the bar, everything is very clean. The stone is, and um, she's a striking figure. Um, she's half elven with kind of like creamy skin. Um, she has uh, these like really intense, like kind of auburn eyes. Um, and she has thin brows, dark brown hair on one side of her head that comes down into these wisping curls. But the, the left side of her head is completely shaved. Um, Heck yeah! And she has um, <laughs> she has on these fine like double cuffed uh, uh, gray linen like tight well fitting um, uh, shirt that has like a brown leather vest over it pulled tightly, and uh, there's like a pocket square in one side. She looks professional, and there's a ring on one side, and um, she has a full right arm, but her left arm is cut off at the elbow, and uh, the arm is double cuffed above that, and you can see um, some tattoos that wrap around the bottom of her arm and they disappear into the sleeve, but then they reemerge above her, the neck of her shirt and they travel up the shave, the shaved side of her head. This girl and is so one laces around cool. some of her cheek and down her chin. And then it disappears down the rest of her. And, um, uh, she is, uh, she's like wiping down the bar and she just oozes charisma. And I mean, like this is a confident individual and, uh, there's a number of other individuals at the, at the bar. Everyone's like the, the atmosphere is jovial and there's a real, energy like there's a tension in the air um everyone like everyone is talking and having a good time but people keep glancing back toward the pit you get the feeling that, like the they people here are fight. very are very excited for the events to come mm. and as she's wiping down the bar um she looks up and sees you and she just gives you this electric smile hey good afternoon i don't want to drink um you might be at the wrong place friend no, no i just wondered do you have any <clears throat> Do you have anything that looks like alcohol but is not alcohol? She gives you this really <laughs> weird judgmental face and she cracks a smile. Uh, we have a gin that is often paired with a tonic. I could simply apply you the tonic and it would look much like a mixed drink. However, it is expensive, but we have milk that has crushed chocolate in it. But you're loaded. <laughs> um, I will take how how much is the tonic? Uh, it is not cheap. Probably two silver per mug. Okay, I'll take the tonic. Please tell me Craig made that face. I, I always <laughs> imagine whenever Micah makes a face that Craig has made it too. She smiles and she turns around uh, and as she takes the clear bottle off of the shelf, um, she like throws it back over her shoulder. And then right before it, it hits the, like she throws it back kind of lazily. So it has a high arc. And as she turns around, she picks up a glass and then she sets the glass down to the left of her and catches the bottle before it sets down and she puts it down. And then uh, to take the cap off, she puts it at the edge of the counter. She takes the top part of her left arm and she places it down and opens it up. And there's an, an impressive amount of dexterity in that left hand. She rolls it to the side and stops it in place with that base of that elbow. And then she pours in the tonic and she puts it down uh, she picks the top of the bottle back up, recaps it, and she takes another bottle out from under the bar, and you can see between her fingers that it's labeled like potable water, but she pours it in so it looks like she's still mixing you a drink, and then she puts it back under the bar, puts a cap on it, and starts shaking it with one hand and places it down. So it very much looks like she's prepared you a mixed drink, but it's just tonic and a little bit of water. And she slides it across to you, and it's in this, like, metal glass. This place is a rough atmosphere, but it's nice. It's not a wooden tankard. 
and uh, uh, you you know flip across the the silver. She collects it, puts it in a bag, and Thespis goes, "You are nailing this." He sits down on a chair, facing away from the bar. I just I I know you probably hear this like all the time, but someday I hope to be able to do the thing that you just did. I don't hear that often. You are a real charmer. What is your name? My name is Craig, which just also means you. rock. I'm gonna canonize that real quickly. <laughs> Doesn't it actually mean well? Like, it's a derivative of crag, right? Like a crag. Like a crag, like a rocky crag. Like a rocky crag. Yeah, but now it officially means rock and dwarvish. <laughs> okay. Um, when you give to the world, the world will receive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heart to rock. I heart to Craig. She she smiles and she says, "My name is Absa." Just good to meet you, Craig. She looks to the hammer on your back and the armor you're wearing. Are you competing this evening? There's a competition? She gives <laughs> you a wry smile, and Thespis, like, sort of whips around. Very awkward. Like, it's a weird thing to do at that moment. And he turns around and he says, He's new to here. Don't give him a hard time. She just rolls her eyes and looks back to you. <laughs> and uh, she says, um, I will. It only happens once a week, but the blood bowl hosts champions who fight here if you are looking to compete you may enter the competition give me some more information about how that works and what happens and do people make it out alive uh do you see those individuals and she points with her right arm but i'm leaning on it to, uh down the second level down in that second ring those two individuals in the gray cloaks with the headbands and uh, there's a, a tome between them and like all the vials around she says those are our ringside clerics they are here to heal those of grievous injury. Everyone makes it out alive, but not always okay. Okay. That's a really good point. Um, so, I, I would love to do that. Um, what time is that going to start? Oh, probably in the next 10 minutes. Uh, okay. Um, is, is there, do I need to give like contact information in case I don't make it out okay and people need to be called? Yeah. <laughs> And she lifts up a finger and she just like waves uh, and uh, from across the room, like a sort of like young boy. He looks like maybe he's like kind of 12. He's completely bald, um, wild look in his eyes. And he like nods really quickly and he gets up and just runs out of the room. It's and <laughs> Airbends. Uh, and um, she, uh, she says, a on his shoulder. Uh, she says, uh, he will go get the owner and uh, the rules will be explained to you. Thank you. If you're interested in fighting, you sit down on the benches. And I was over on the bench. Okay. <laughs> I was over on the bench. I, I was over on the bench. Craisins. Oh, oh, here's a silver. And he like, I'm going to say that. Oh, no. I'm gonna... What are you doing, Craig? Hey, um, you're seen. Don't let them stop um, me. Um, oh, I have to give you payment. And so he's going to flick the two silver okay. into her hand, she knowing how dexterous she is. And Ooh. slides up below the bar. She doesn't look. She just keeps looking at you. Good luck, Craig. What, what was your name? Absa. Absa? Yes. Awesome. Thank you for the drink. And he's going to take it and go see. Oh, uh, over on the bench. Uh, <laughs> like, um, uh, Thespis is his name. He, like, looks at you, looks at her. <laughs> Wheels are turning in his head. He stands up. He follows you. Um, Did Thespis get a drink? Make an inside check, Craig. <laughs> he's jealous. 
This is like, did he just talk to a woman? How do you talk to a woman? We don't talk to women, Craig. We write about them on incel Twitter. Wow, isn't that so... What? I rolled and I was like, oh, thank goodness that was cocked. It was two. And then I rolled again. And then guess what it was? <laughs> it was a two. <laughs> What's your modifier? <laughs> oh, that would be a five. Craig's so insightful. Uh, okay. What? Didn't, don't you have a feature that makes you more insightful? Or am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, it, I added it to um, plus three and then subclass. So it says like, this is because of my subclass that I oh, okay. I have a plus. I, I totally believe you. I'm gonna just check real quick. Okay. I always believe you. I like how the DM checks us to make sure our rules are as I good really, as they are. Really and also it. how that we're not <laughs> overtaking our balance steps. I appreciate cause I'm a rules follower. So I like knowing that I'm in the right place. In I'm my a lane. rules stalker. Oh, shoot. I'm actually like, why does Craig have so much I'm a rules runner away. Because he's what? connected what? to the great thereafter. <laughs> what? What? I roll everyone away. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Yeah, I know you're right. It's just a plus three. Sorry. Okay. I, I just I just wanted to check. I, want you to good. I really appreciate um, it. You have no idea what Thespos was thinking about. Um, but you walk across the room and you find an open spot at a bench. No one's on it yet. Is Thespos, um, Thespos following He's walking with you. Um, what was going on in your mind when you made that look? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What do, you, what do you mean? Well, Thespis, you're very expressive with your facial, with your facial, you know, features. You're just very insightful. Maybe I am. You don't know. Um, you're right. I don't. You're full of mysteries, Craig. Um. So, what was going through your brain, your headspace? You know that thing right there. You interacted strangely with her. Yeah. Yes. It's almost like you can talk to women as if you're not attracted to them. I, I didn't say I was attracted to women. Uh -huh. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, not that I'm not, I, I didn't, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I don't, what do you, what are you saying? It's, it's almost like you can be friends with a woman without liking her. Oh, do you like her? No. You don't talk about Get your own freaking nuggets. And he just sits down on the, on the bench. And I was over on the bench. I was over on the bench. You better take the word bench out of here. I really don't. You sit down on the sealed, elevated, sitting surface. And I was over on the surface. Can I sit by Mr. Elephant? You walk away from Thespus <laughs> and you go and you sit down next to the Loxodon. Um, as you walk by, you pass by a number of other figures. Um, there is a short, um, dark brown skinned uh, elven woman who's in like like loose kind of like cloth cloaks. Mm -hmm. She has wrappings on her feet and hands. Um, there is a dwarf in heavy iron armor. It looks kind of like Kefkin armor, but the symbol's been ripped off of it. Um, and there is a mace that does not match sitting, uh, or a morning star at his side and a shield at another and a pack at one side. And you have to walk by all of them to walk by him. And you see a couple of, um, a couple of fighters below them, uh, who look kind of like they're dressed sort of like boxers, not our sense of the term. Um, and all of them kind of like give you weird looks as you walk by and you just go sit right down next to the Loxodon <laughs> guy. And, um, you sit down or how do you, how, what do you do when you sit down? Excuse me. Um, no, I literally, like, I just sit down like by keep like, staring forward. Yeah, I don't. Okay. You sit down okay. and the wood elven woman looks over and the dwarven man looks over and I'm going to ask him. There's a long urge. Go ahead. 
From one to ten, how how competitive are you? There's this deep breath out of him. And um as his like as the breath gets all the way down of his lips and goes out the end of his trunk, <laughs> like a little bit of ale like sprays out of the end of it. And um he just transfers the tankard <laughs> to the other hand and puts it down. And he as he sits, he's like in sitting, his head is probably like two feet above yours. And he turns yeah. towards you. And he goes, Why are you talking to me? Why not? I don't... You have not been here before, have you? You always have to... Everything is one beginning. He narrows his eyes. And you recognize the accent as Biaston. Um, (laughs) Okay, but hold on. He continues. And he says... If you have something to say, say it in the ring. Get off my bench. This, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean Get to Get off my bench. Completely and he puts a huge hand on like the malls, the malls like handle. Understood. You do finger crossbows? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you get up and move? Yeah, I get up and move. Okay, I'm you stand up. You walk by. He like lets go of, uh, of it again and sits back. So I couldn't even do a charisma check. No, he didn't want to talk to you. Um, and as you walk by, uh, the dwarven man that you pass by is like nodding, and his eyes are big, <laughs> and he just goes back to sitting. And the the elven woman is shaking her head with big eyes, and you walk back to where Thespis was sitting, I assume. Or do you no. go somewhere else? Oh, no, I okay. No. You you find another bench. There's a couple of vacant ones, and you sit that alone. Was- and uh, there's like a there's like a 20 second pause and then Thespis comes up and sits down next to you. Thought was brazen of you. Well, I don't know. Like everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own story. I feel like everyone is equal. You can't really say that you're not equal just because you're big. Like, I mean, I'm small, but I'm still pretty good at what I do. So what, wait, what are you talking about right now? I'm saying like <laughs> I'm not intimidated by him just because of how big he is. Oh my goodness, he's the chosen one. He starts like kind of breathing heavily. Do you intend to compete, Craig? Yeah, I'm gonna throw down or whatnot. <laughs> we should be a duo. And he stands up and just like walks nervously no. across the room. No. And, he, and he's, um, he's out of earshot. He's, he's gone. He's around the ring. And he sits down at a table on the other side of the of the room and he just gives you a huge thumbs up nervously and sits and raises it back down. Oh no. I like how this whole venture started out by because of how much you liked this guy. Well now I'm in a social situation where I recognize he's not that cool. Oh um while we take this step away from Craig, uh, no. what are the rest of you guys doing? I suddenly really want to go to Craig's basket. Uh, so uh, Ro Hey guys, let me know what we're doing here. You guys, you guys have just walked up. out of Tesha's. That was we're really solemn, right? Like Yeah, you just like, had this serious oh, spiritual yeah. moment. Hey guys, that was oh, really good. I need to do some thinking at the Blood Bowl. Uh, <laughs> do you guys think um do you guys think we should check on Craig? Yes, I think so. I could, I could, I could do some, <laughs> I could do some. Let's jump down, whiskey. Do you want me to, um, I guess I could, because I don't, wasn't he going to look for thes- that Thespis guy, Greta? I can find him pretty um, quickly. Well, I could, I could just, I could, I could basically, um, kind of call on to Craig and, and ask where he's at. Do you think, I don't. 
I, I, I love Craigton so much. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. You love. What? <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna. I Wait. don't know what he's doing. But Wait, I don't before, know if he's gonna. Before we do anything, um, boys, I think we might should. And row kind of gestures uh, to each other of our your looks. physical appearance. Yeah. I still look like Shpigoober right now. <laughs> you do still look oh, like Shpigoober. Okay. How long does your feature last, by the way? I don't know. It's in the dock. I, I think. Can... It, oh, it's it's the use of a wild shape, so it lasts as long as one of your wild shapes. That's an oh. hour, correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Oh no! It lasts for a number of hours equal to your proficiency bonus. Three hours. Three, I can be Shpigoober. You're Shpigoober for a while. So can I like not be Shpigoober? Can I like remove the ability? Yeah, you can. You can cancel it anytime. Okay, good. So I. Shpigoober's walking by the street. <laughs> Hello, I am Spigeeber. No, I you're am not. I am Spigeeber. So Ro takes her loot and she does the same thing. Yeah, and she becomes Sylvia again. That's not my name. Um, exactly. It's in the hallway as we're walking out. Sure, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's Sylvia again, and um, she says, um, I mean, I could, I could cast and and see what where what Craig is up to. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I am more afraid of Thespis than anything ever. Greta, I will tell you right now. Um, I know we've had our differences, but I will not let Thespis lay a finger on you. Thespis is more scared of you than you are of him. Honestly, Greta, I have full <gasps> I have think full I could, confidence. Do you, do you think I could I have full confidence you could kick this spot. All you have to do is show a slight amount of aggression. He would crumble like a leaf. You don't even know Thespis I've never even met him, but I feel the name Thespis communicates so much. I I firmly believe, I've seen you take on, uh, and she lowers her voice a little bit, I've seen you take on a Kefkin general. You could take on Thespis very easily. Kefkin guards 60 feet away. What? (laughs) (laughs) I have a one you snap. violated the law. <laughs> With one snap, I think you could just well, he would I fall to his knees. For fun. Well, I, let me let me let me call Craig. I have call a spell I can cast right now. Call let me Craig. call Craig. While you guys were talking, I rolled a d twenty four times and I got five, <laughs> a five, an eight, and a one. <laughs> Save those for the combat. Oh, okay. so can I? I want to do this so bad. Do, do it. it. Um, do can it. I cast do stuff. So no, I'm just me. saying. I'm, I wasn't asking permission. I was just saying how excited. Stop I was. asking permission, Jackie. Jeez. I don't ask permission. Call Craig. I want to um, go to the blood bowl. What do I say? Can I say call Craig? Is that weird? Call upon Craig. What do you do? I summon Craig. Do you, do you cast something? Yeah. Sick. What does it look like? He's cast. Yeah. So, um, no. Use this dang weird flute thing. Um, <laughs> I well, it's know. just disguised. Yeah, it's so just it's disguised. Still... So I kind of put my hand flute. on it and you I strum it. T- yeah, and... I turn around and I kind of, I kind of like because There's I don't want anyone to feet see away, this. Creaming her yeah. head and then she just shakes it and keeps. Does walking. it sound like a flute or does it yes, sound like, it sounds yeah. like a flute? So a flute? I strum. I find where the actual handle is. And I strum on the flute. So you pick up the sides of a, pl- of a flute, and a flute sound comes out. Um, <laughs> what's the song? What's the song? What's the song? I just um, want to go to the blood bowl. It sounds, the song is. Look at that lady. <laughs> she carries it. Sammy Ray sponsors. Sammy Ray be on our podcast. Oh my gosh, yeah. You cast something. Um. Yeah, I was. Yeah, any of those songs are fine. I had something else in mind, but you <gasps> Wait, guys were so excited. I, I loved it. I wanted to know what it was. Um, it was Message in a Bottle by, by, um, well, mine was by Taylor Swift. I don't know which one you were thinking, but, (laughs) okay. What do you say to Craig? Um, oh, that's right. 
Um, okay, so I cast it. And do I say it out loud? How does sending work? Uh, I think you can say it in your mind. Traditionally, people just talk it. The okay. other person gets it in their head. 25 words or less. So I think you're using words. Okay. So what do you say? I'll count for you. Okay. Um, I just say, hey, Craig, it's, um, it's the rest of the fun guys. Where are you? We want to meet up. Okay. Craig, you are sitting in the thrumming energy and noise of the Blood Bowl, trying to do whatever you're mentally doing to prepare for battle. And in your mind, suddenly, you've never experienced Rose voices just in your head saying all those words. <laughs> <laughs> do you have inspiration? Oh my goodness. In the middle of the room, Craig just goes... <laughs> really loudly and everyone looks <laughs> at you and you have heard these words in your head Every, the other make an intimidation check make an intimidation check to, to scare the other fighters by making them think you're crazy hold on you guys I gotta pray <laughs> this is gonna be such a good you episode holy crap This is gonna be such a good episode. Oh my no. goodness! Do I have to go? Do I have to go with the new one? You have to go with the higher one. Well, the higher. Oh, then I, with my original roll, it's just a twelve. Do you have a modifier? That oh. is the modifier. Uh, yep. Okay. Okay. They're not very. But people, people are concerned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you have heard these words in your head. <laughs> um, how do I respond to that? Um, make an intelligence check. Oh no! Dog. Wait, I, I got a negative one. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to make the check. If you're sort of like Craig doesn't know what to do, you can make it. Or if you feel like Craig has an inclination. If you seventeen, Ooh! <laughs> Craig's like remember. Craig's like, uh, how do you communicate otherwise? Um, <laughs> what do you what do you say, Craig? Oh, um, he's gonna say, oh hey, wait, you can do. Okay, so Craig says, well. oh hey, you're at three. What do you say? No, okay, um. Okay, how do I describe like where I am? Do I describe the shop or do I describe? Who knows? What are you saying, oh, Craig? This did is I see? Thing. Did I see oh the gosh. shop? Yeah. I'm, yes, What's it called? What's it called? Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, iron implements. Iron implements. I'm at iron implements. <laughs> <laughs> Craig does struggle on the word implements. <laughs> you can read. Come with ten silver each. It was 20. No, it was 20. That's what he says. Though. That's what Craig said. So Craig said, I'm at Iron Implements. Come. Oh, he said, oh, hey, it's, um, I'm at Iron Implements. Come with 10 each. So you, you hear Craig's voice back in your head, bro. Sending's the best spell in the world. So do y'all know where Iron Implements is? Um, well, you know, no, I, have to I cast locate you. object hold and on. I do it on his hammer. Okay, hold on, hold on. Bro, you heard this voice back. Um, so Craig is uh, um I don't know that was a weird message but Craig is at iron iron implements um he said we oh, need to bring that is. he needs to bring some money some money some uh, tin silver each I think he said I got us covered uh, you got us okay um super duper I can can you find uh iron iron implements anyone know where it's at no yeah can't believe Craig didn't say it oh you know where it is right no Oh, okay. okay, never mind. <laughs> we can ask. Hey, wait, is there anyone around? Yeah. I don't think uh, we should talk I, to it. No, no, let's not I talk wanna, to anybody. Well, why not? We, just, okay, we don't oh, want to raise oh, any. Can I just do a perception check of who's wait, around? Wait, yeah, absolutely. Perception check. 
Boz is silently casting locate object. Oh, okay. Uh, are you trying to hide it from Rowe? No, he's she's, he's not hiding it. He's casting it. Okay. He's casting it on Craig's hammer. What was your perception check, uh, Greta? Thirteen. But Greta? my name is Rowe. You're, you're not Greta. But technically 13. Sylvia right now. <laughs> oh, Sylvia, excuse me. Um, 13, uh, you make out the crowd around you. There's plenty of people, friendly faces, um, unlooking, unfriendly looking people. Um, Are there any children? Yes. Yeah. You can see, you can see there is, there is, um, there are two siblings, an older brother and a younger sister. I go up um, to them. And they look like they're throwing oh, sand no. at each other at the end of the beach. And it looks like their mom is nearby, like sort of like getting <sighs> done with the day mom. in the sun. Boss, while that is happening, you cast locate object. What does it look like as you cast it? Uh, I just, my, I spin my bracelet and, um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I like a magic. Spinner, and I go Craig's hammer. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you feel, so Boz, as you cast, there's like a little pulse of red light and you like your mind just kind of has like a weird numb feeling and then you feel your consciousness like kind of expand for an instant and for a moment you see like a huge like layout of of the um like there's a flash in your mind of the caldera of the city and you just feel this like pull and all of a sudden you feel like you have an indication of where of, of the direction hey guys it's that way oh well. I was gonna ask those nice little children over there, but okay. Please. If you want to, I'm, I'm gonna go. It's fine. No, I'll way. just follow you. Go ahead. Go right, ahead, let's boss. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So you guys are walking. just copying my voice, boss. Not on purpose. <laughs> Spagoober says. Um, so you guys, uh, the three of you, I assume, start walking. Greta, are you? Are we doing this? Huh? Are you okay with going to to Thespis? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I, I mean, can I don't, punch him in the face. I actually don't know. <laughs> actually, don't know if he's with Thespis. I mean. We didn't Thespis ask. might not be there. Who's Thespis? He's a, just stay away from him, balls. He's All not right. very nice. He's weird. He corrupt if he does anything nice. weird to Greta, I'm punching him. Yeah, do no, it. I wanna, don't punch him. I want to punch Let him. Let Greta do I'm it. She hold can take him this so man. that Greta can punch him. Yeah. yeah, I could probably catch him. I'm pretty fast. You're fast, but and Greta's gonna, gonna, Greta's gonna start just running. Trip him and poke him okay, in the Greta, nose. Okay, Greta starts running. I start running too. You got all three of you start running. Wait, do you start running? I I I take a deep sigh and then I start running. Different episode. The Amazing Race Two. No, okay, so. Some amount of time later, the three of you guys, um, Spagoober looking boy, uh, Sylvia, and just just Greta, um, come to the front of a building that has a sign hanging from the front that says Iron Implements. I go inside. There's a there's a closed sign on the door. I um I try the door. Okay. You it, it doesn't I open. knock on the door three times. Okay, you. Okay. Um and uh uh well, because it was like all right, um, and uh, there's a pause, and you hear a, and the door opens up, and there is um, there is a uh, a boy whose head is entirely shaved and a wild look in his eyes because I'm just remembering things that have happened, and he opens the door and he goes, "Hi, my name's Greta." Hey, we're supposed to meet a friend here. Um, his name is Craig. We're supposed to give some silver and find some people. Maybe they're doing so, some what fighting. Are you all here for? What are you here for? The fighting stuff. The weird. Okay, there's a weird guy. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, pushes the door open. The three of you guys spill inside. <laughs> he closes it. Fighting stuff. He closes it behind you, and he, and he like he puts his hand on the key and it locks. And he looks really nervous, and he What's goes, "Kelador." Uh, uh, we were told it was ten silver each. Hey, Kelador. It's twenty silver. Oh, that's no big deal. Wait. Okay. Um, I'm not supposed to. Um, um are you okay. the one that takes the money? And there's a pause. It's essentially hardening us. Yes. <laughs> you are. Could you do 10 silver each? Make a persuasion check, though. Ooh. I cast guidance. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait. So what does that mean? Uh, roll a d4. Roll a d4. Can I also cast good? No. Oh my god. I mean. Yes. Oh, I hate this cantrip. Wait, did <laughs> no. she really? No. It's only one. Spe- yeah, it's only yeah. one person. I hate this cantrip. Okay, exactly. So... <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Um, What's 19. the first total? Nine. Yeah, nineteen total. So it's like a plus one to any ability check. I basically. got plus two. At a minimum. At a minimum. It's the worst. <laughs> like literally. Um, why? Not, why do an ability score? The boy. Where you can just the have boy guidance. just nods and he goes, "Yeah, um, yeah, 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 that, that, yeah, thirty silver." Balls, give him the silver. All right, I hand him over the silver. <laughs> okay, you throw out 30 silver. As you open up your money, one of your money bags, he goes, his eyes get huge, and you <laughs> hand over the silver, and he's just like pick, grabbing it quickly and putting it in the pockets, and he goes, uh, come with me. I follow him. And uh, he leads you guys through this like pots and pans shop behind a counter, uh, through a door, into an office. It's There's all this furniture kind of askew, and he like pulls one of the chairs aside, pulls another chair aside, pulls up a rug, and then he starts like, Pushing on a desk and it's not going anywhere. It's huge. It's too big. I help, I help, I help him. Push. Yeah, yeah. We all push. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. With all of your help, the desk pushes aside. But one of you is like a little more than average strong. So Boz is pretty helpful. The other two are pretty. Wait, what's your strength score again, Greta? <laughs> again, hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> Zach, she just got you good. <laughs> wow. Antonise, I love you. We love you, Antonise. You're so great. <laughs> so great. Oh my goodness. What is going on? <laughs> where, where is where your is character sheet? <laughs> I just, I've never had one. <laughs> she makes like, it up as she I goes. make everything up. Everything is about <laughs> <laughs> three. Your rolls are so good. No wonder. Oh, oh, 25. <laughs> and a strength of one. <laughs> okay, she has a 12. Um, okay, so. No, I have a 13. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, as as Roe is pushing, you have no help. Um, and the boy's not Why? getting any work done either. Weirdly... My strength is six. Yeah, that's truly awful. But hers is one. It's, yeah. a, it's a 13. She has a plus one. I knew what you meant. Oh. If, she, if she had a one strength, I think she just has heart failure. So Greta and Roe move the thing really well. And as Greta's pushing, you're like, wow. Why are you crazy, little person strength? That's pretty impressive. Uh, and the desk moves, and there's a huge iron grate. And the boy pulls, um, like, a hook out from behind, a, 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 like, a bookcase, and he goes, uh, and he hands it to you, Greta, because he doesn't feel confident in his strength. And he points at the hole, and he says, oh, hook it in there and pull it up. Okay. Make a make an athletics check for me, Greta. <laughs> I cast guidance. Ooh. Can I cast guidance yeah. on myself? Can I, I cast guidance on myself? I mean, Boz already has. Um, what's good? A D4? A D4 extra. A D4 extra. That's a D4. Remember to use your mic. What a crazy cantrip. It's really freaking good. 21. Oh 21. <laughs> 21. Um, Greta, you like, you straddle each side of it and you pull up and she's tiny, but it goes and pulls up. And you're panting a little bit, but you got it up. Is Suddenly Ro is scared of Greta. Down there? Is there anybody we need to look for or talk to? Uh, Greta's I don't know. crawling down the hole here? already. Okay, Greta's um, down the ladder. I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> what? So when I go down this hole, what's next? Uh, there's a door. Okay, is it locked? Door. You think yeah. too much, boss. Do I? What do I need to do to open Greta it? Greta says from halfway up the ladder. What do I? What do I need to do to open knock the door? Knock three times. Knock oh, three yeah, times. Knock three times. Is it dangerous down there? Uh, yeah, if you're fighting. Mm. Not if you're not. Okay. <laughs> did you. you see? A, did you see a guy with like a beard, maybe some crumbs in it, yeah. blonde about my height? crumbs. He had a hammer. It was like a circle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for your help, sir. I didn't help you. 
All right, I have no okay. idea who you are. And I jumped down the ladder. Wait, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. DM, what's his, what was his name? Um, the DM remembers and he tells you. The three of you guys <laughs> go down the ladder. Wait, wait, I, I take a silver out and I give it to him. He nabs it from you. Okay. Like, sort of like instinctually. And then he pauses for a second and he goes, thank you. He shoves right. it in a pocket oh, no, and he you. passes back out from the front office and the, the, um, the great <laughs> over you guys. And then you hear the things of seeing of, of the sound of things grinding. You get the feeling he's trying to put all the furniture back. So you guys go down the ladder, horrible, stinky tunnel. Smelly, um, smelly. And you guys walk across the grating. You get to the door. One of you knocks. Like I knock three times. Okay. Pause. <laughs> There's a, and two eyes peer at you. We're here for the weird fighting stuff. It closes back and the door <laughs> opens. And the place that I previously described yeah. ways before. Disguised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we will take this opportunity to snap back to Craig. Um, I love the Blood Bowl so much. Guys, Fighting Ring episode. We're doing this. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Okay, so Craig, in your time Craig. waiting here, um, you were at the, you, you've been seated on one of the fighters benches. You have your tonic that you're sipping on. Um, you wait for about five minutes, and after a little bit, um, the uh, uh, the half-orc guy that you met upstairs um, walks up to you. His smock is off, and he is... I mean, he still has his shirt on uh, after the face you gave me, but his, no, his smock is off. <laughs> I don't and, uh, think anything. He walks up in these heavy boots, and uh, as he sees you sitting there, he gets like kind of a funny look on his face, but he shrugs his shoulders and walks up, and he says, um, uh, You are interested in fighting. Apsa tells me. Yeah. Seems cool. All right. Uh, which round are you attempting to enter in? Um, you see that elephant dude? The champion. Yeah, not him. Not him. Not him. Um, what I maybe someone close to my size. Well, uh, we have three fights. Ooh. There is unarmed combat. Uh, no weapons. Uh, that is the first round. It is sort of a warm-up. There is a buy-in in Betting Ring. Champion gets a certain percentage of the winnings. And then... Wait, this is the wrong accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my man! Uh, he's, he continues in his accent as it's always been. Um, there is buy-in. <laughs> so different. Uh, uh, and he says, um, the champion gets a percentage of the winnings. After that, there is a brawl. It is free-for-all. <laughs> However many fighters join, compete, oh, no. and the winner gets half of the night's pot. Then there is the championship fight. Whoever chooses to challenge the champion wins, and they get a substantial sum. <gasps> Everyone who is in this building is betting, and all of those winnings are collected, and... Yeah, the participants get a per a percentage of the bets. Craig sneezes. Um, just like that. Um, uh, after Craig sneezes, he goes, bless you. Um, the uh, Everyone in here is betting on each round. There are very large sums wagered. And of the total sum wagered, the house keeps half. Individuals who win get 10% of the total pot. And the individual who wins the rounds gets the other 40%. Who's all fighting in the championship? Only, you mean the champion fight? Yeah. Only the champion fights. One individual challenges him. Only one. Is Has anyone done that yet? 
If another individual is bold enough, he can fight too. But everyone must fight each other. There can only be one winner. Um, I... Okay, um, I'll... Do you want to fight in the unarmed combat, the brawl, or with the champion? No one has volunteered for the champion yet tonight, and it is a hefty sum. I'll go for a champion. That is my mid. And uh, he holds out a hand and he says, the buy-in is 20 gold. Wow. You have a possibility of walking out. The lowest pot we've received was 100 gold for a championship win. Okay. The highest was 1,200. I, I, have 20, I have 20 gold. Okay, do you thumb out 20 gold? Yes. Okay, he takes it from you, puts it in a bag. Welcome. What is your name, fighter? My name is Craig. It means rock. Craig. Craig Dudley. Biaston uh, name. Yeah, me and him, we're both Biaston. It's I, gonna I be. I am also Biaston. Oh. My voice. All right. I don't need um, that. No, I know. I'm just making. I'm just picking on you because I can. Uh, and he continues, and he says, "Um, who do you want to be introduced, Craig?" I've already met him. Uh, I sat beside to the, him to the crowd. Oh. <laughs> You'll introduce him with your fists. <laughs> I actually did it vocally first because I believe that how, real how do you want to be words. introduced to the crowd? Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> and you can see, like, he's getting really impatient. Standing the fun um, guys. <laughs> what do you mean, how? <laughs> he, like. All right. And he turns around and he walks away. <laughs> I don't want to be introduced. Okay. I don't want um, the attention. <laughs> so, Craig, right as he walks away, the three of you guys walk into the space. Big room in front of you, all of these people. Um, uh, I'll say with the passive perceptions on you guys that are crazy, you can see Craig sitting over on the left, alone on I was sitting elevated on the sitting surfaces. <laughs> I was sitting on, on the, the bench. bench. He was over on the bench. <laughs> he was over on the bench. I'm just going to give him a hit point for every single time you guys sit on the bench. Um, and uh, uh, he's sitting there, uh, and there, seem, there appear to be other fighters over there. Can I see uh, my captain? You recognize, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You you notice. I mean, your passive perception is what, like 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah, you see Captain Bordrand, uh, Helmson Bord, Bordrand on the your right. And my elf friends? You do recognize um, the two elven twins at cool. the bar across the road. Do I see Thespis? I'll say make a perception check. He's smaller and hey. he's less recognized. Hey. Hey. Wrong by kick. <laughs> when Landon's looking at this many things, I assume he's preparing spells and it makes me nervous. <laughs> what did you I'm get? I'm gonna check the Google Doc. 19. Jeez. Yeah, you see Thespis on, on the right. He's sitting at a at a table and his eyes, he's just clasping either hand of a tankard. He got himself an ale at some point. And he's, his eyes just staring at Craig on the other side of the room. Like okay. maybe halfway across the room. Okay. He's at the table next to Bordrand, actually. Are we doing things or are we? So you I, guys call. I have a DM question. I have a DM I, answer. I, who's Bordrand? He was a super nice. He is the Kefkin captain. That, that we met when we got off the boat. Yeah. Okay, I thought right. so, but then she said my Kefkin and I was like, when did Oh, Greta... Kefkin, my Kefkin. I was like, when did Greta like That's friend a like a Kefkin on her own? I was really confused. So, okay, I'm, I'm caught up now. <laughs> I, what are you three doing? I'm looking for Craig. Okay, I mean, you see yeah. him. Uh, we go, go over to Craig. Okay. 
Greta, do you go as well? I'm going to go over to Thespis. Okay. Oh, so Greta I goes follow. to the right. The, okay. Will I starts to walk that, to Boz yeah. and then follows Greta. So I'm you two are going to the right. Over there alone. Uh, Boz, you go to the left. I go to Craig. I say, hey, what's uh, what's going on? Oh, yeah. You see that elephant guy? Oh, well, it's, first of all, it's nice to see you. Pretty cool. Um, are you all right? Are you like but safe? But you see the guy that's like uh, the really big dude that's like the like elephant You're like stuff? six feet behind Craig. There's <laughs> the immense hulking Loxodon man sitting there. He just he just has like a piece of wood in his hand that he's slowly crushing. Yeah, I kind of want to sit next to him. I think that's a good idea. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's like a good idea? That was like dead silent. Everything in the world. I cast guidance on Craig. Okay. Craig, you were guided. You have a D4 you can use. 10 minutes? 10 minutes? Uh, 10 minutes, I think. Okay. I'm probably going to need this player's handbook, but uh, y'all keep. Uh, keep Is that playing. the only fight? Like, you're just him, yeah, or are these other people him. fighting? Um. They have some clerics that can heal broken bones and possibly, um, I don't know about brain damage, but <laughs> so you're the only one fighting him tonight. Yep. No, um, you're the only you're the only one fighting at all. Like oh you and no, him? no, no! There's definitely more people. I just wanted to fight him because he seems really cool, and if I win, that I get to earn everyone's respect, which I really want. I respect you so much right now. You said Thank there's you. other fights. Yep. You want to well, participate? No. What are the other fights? Well, there's one that doesn't have any weapons and they just kind of go like, ah! That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> and then there's one where it's like kind of a free-for-all for like people who just want to jump in and dogpile and like okay. fight, you know? That sounds cool. I have a couple but of questions. I really liked weapons and I didn't like groups. This is going to be the best episode ever. I have a couple of questions. Where can I go to somebody who knows the rules? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, Boss said, I cast get to the point. Um... Basically, you see that man over there? And I pointed to the guy that explained things to me, and I was like, go talk to him. Okay, uh, send me a seat next to you. No. Do you want to, like, team up secretly? Are you doing the big fight? You should do the big fight, too. Well, I'm doing the What if we, like, fight each fight. other? You can do both, right? I, I don't want to. You're because... doing both. I'm going to go talk to him. We'll be right back. We're no, doing both. No, because my bones And I leave to go talk to him. Boss cool. shoves a Red Bull can into his pocket. <laughs> Boss has some new toys that he's excited to use. Oh, Would you mind no. taking these back your way? Uh, Boz walks over to the I'm person. Afraid! Oh no! To that that Craig pointed at as uh, uh, to ask a question or two. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you walk up to this huge, muscular, half-orc man with these in this incredible handlebar mustache. Um, and uh, what do you say? I say hello. I am Spigoober, and I <laughs> yes. And I this say man is gonna kill I, Okay. So I'm, that's what I, I'm speaking in his voice, of course, <laughs> but I, I can't do it all the time. Okay. Um, I say so. Uh, I'd like to be in the big fight, the brawl, the, the all-out brawl with everybody. Good to meet you. Uh, your what is your name, fighter? My name is Spiguber. It is good to meet you, Spiguber. Uh, you wish to compete in the brawl? Yes. All right. Uh, the entry fee is ten gold. I can do that. I, I'm going to pay on behalf of somebody to fight for me. All right. And so we, I'll give you... Okay, here's 10 gold. And I give him he 10. Hands, you hand over 10 gold. What is the name of your fighter? His name is Boz. 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 All right. And he puts it in a bag. He pulls out a slip, slip of paper. Um, puts down a name. Writes it. Um, Have you ever seen a tree? He looks yeah. like that. All right. I have a um, question. Yes. He can turn into an animal is that allowed there are no rules in the brawl there are no rules in the oh brawl my 
rules? Well, there will be rules announced at the beginning, but they do not prohibit you from hardening each other. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Please take a seat on the bench of the competitors. Okay, thank you. Uh, I, is there a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if patrons really need, they can go out in the sewer. Okay, I go out into the sewer and I drop my okay. My, my. Okay, you walk out in the hallway. And you I come back in. The, okay, Hello. Boz is here. So I'm <laughs> Boz, and okay. I'm gonna fight. And okay. so I go over there. Is Craig confused um, by is, Boz? Boz is suddenly here, and he sits down on one of the benches. Um, Greta, are you and yeah, you and Ro? What are you yeah. doing? I grab Greta before we get to Thespis, and I whisper to her. I say, "Remember, I'm not Ro." Oh, yeah. He gotcha. doesn't name me. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Don't let him flirt with. So do you guys? I, we hmm. might have a little fun together. Ooh. I'm gonna fight, and okay, then I'm gonna I walk might, off. I might. What are you guys doing? I might okay. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. We walk up to him. Hey, okay. I got a third level spell slot and a oh. axe to grind. Zach, let's go. Okay. Oh. So you guys, you guys suddenly walk over to his table. Um, as you walk by, Bordrum is sitting there. He's talking to two people you've never seen. He's got a drink. He looks up at you guys. I have a mug here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a right in front of me. He uh, sips out of it. <laughs> he like chokes on his drink a little bit and he goes. <laughs> looks up at you guys like these. I mean, he doesn't recognize you, but he looks at Greta. He looks across the room. He like waves at you guys and he smiles. Like, do like a punch thing at the circle. I'm like, mm, like I'm gonna do that. There's an awkward pause. I'm so scared. And then he like gives a big thumbs up and he waves at the half orc man and like starts um oh, like no. like pulling toward him and he holds up a bag of gold. You get the feeling he's gonna bet on you. Um, <gasps> Uh, but Greta, you so but he, he waves at you as you walk by as well. Yeah. Really confused, but happy to see you. Okay. Um, and you guys walk, walk over, and Thespis is sitting there just like with his uh, with his tankard in front of him, gripping it really hard, staring at Craig. Hey, Thespis. Hello. Oh my. Hello. Hey, Thespis. Do you want to fight? Craig is fighting. What? Do, Do you want to fight? fight? Um. In. Um, Greta, why don't you introduce me to your friend? Oh, this is. This is Sylvia. Oh, hello, Sylvia. Oh, hi, Thespius. Hello, Thespis. Thespis? Thespis? Okay. Um, I thought it was Thespius. Are, are you sure? No, it's Thespis. Can I call you Thespius? Oh, of course, my lady. <laughs> um, you look really handsome. Did you know that? Has anyone ever told you that? And Thespis looks really confused because a girl is flirting <laughs> with him, and five seconds ago, another one challenged him to fight. He goes, he goes uh, thank, thank you. Are you are, are you farting tonight, Thespius? Farting. He goes. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't going to today. I I did last time. So, um, so. Oh. I, okay then. You sure. I mean, you look really strong. I think I it could take a lot of people, mind. but... I mean, I'm pretty capable, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you're not fighting, then... Then uh, I don't really know if you are. Uh, Ro, make a persuasion check at advantage, because uh, Greta's Can getting assistance, yeah. I'm doing persuasion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I said assistance. It's the help action. I apologize. What'd you get? 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welp! Uh, Thespis goes... I'm a trained warrior. I'm always glad to fight. I'll enter the brawl, I guess. We should do a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm sorry? Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I don't know if we can enter the fight on our own. What do you mean? 
I, I think it has to be in one of the fights sanctioned by the by the but guy can't in charge. you do like uh, without weapons or something? I mean, we. I guess you could talk to him. Okay. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I just remember that. <laughs> if it's the man in the shirt over there, if you want to talk to him. You, you're not. You didn't want to ask him this, please. No, I, uh, I, I have a standing. I, it's, I, I'm too close to the established order. I've worked my way in here. I have to respect the rules. But if you want to propose mm. something outside of it, you guys can. Okay. You want to stay here, Sylvia? Sure. Okay. Why do you want to fight me? Yeah. He says, like, as you turn around. <laughs> yeah. And he says, why do you want to fight me? Do you say yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you say yeah, and you turn around, and he goes. Did you say it was oh, handsome? Yeah. And right as that happens, you turn away and you you walk over to uh, the very large muscular man. Um, and people are like walking up to him, away from him. Borgen walks up to him and hands over an amount of coins and then walks away. He's got a, a book that he's recording things down on. He looks up at you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I want, so I'm new here and I just want to have a one-on-one -on -one fight <laughs> with one person. Can I do that? Or do I have to enter the whole tournament? Like, I just want to get in the ring and fight with one person without having to fight a bunch of people. And I have a person picked out and he's willing to fight with me. Is that allowed? Uh, How does this work? Who is this person? Despis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, do it's I need free. to pay you? No. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Oh, question. Um, is magic He pulls allowed? out a gold and hands it to you. <laughs> Is magic allowed? I have no rules. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> Don't kill him. Okay. Well, I won't do that. Or do. We have clerics. Okay. I won't um, him. Put, a, put an, another gold on your sheet. Oh he legitimately God. paid you a gold. I'm so happy right now. This is amazing. This is the best episode Wait, ever. I'm going to... What if this just kicks my butt, though? Uh, um, it's okay. We'll, okay. So, um, you... Uh, like he like he writes down something on a sheet and then he walks over he like motions to a person near the ring and they walk over and he speaks with them and they nod and they walk back you get the feeling the rules just got amended and this <laughs> other fight just got put in um do you come back Grotto? yeah i assume yeah okay. so i'm gonna no, turn no. around and, and and go back and i'm gonna Thespis is uh so he's still talking to you sylvia and he says you thought it was handsome right oh uh, yeah and sylvia's like twirling her brown hair <laughs> he's just staring at you breathing heavily confused with on what to do next <laughs> Um, you can walk over whenever you want uh, to. Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, you're, I, you're quite lovely. Uh, thank you. I, I do say, my lady. Thank you. Um, I, I just did something new with my hair. It's good. Oh, thank you. Um, Your hair. Oh, hi, Greta. Hi. <laughs> hey, they said it's good. They said we can fight. What? Wait, one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, one-on-one. -on -one. Just oh us. Well, We're just going to... they do it. Well, it's okay. They, they, I think they just really... <laughs> I think they just really like you, and they just want to see you perform. That Make makes sense. Check. Ooh, guidance. <laughs> no, you're not there. Uh, <laughs> I cast guidance on myself. Yes. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> I cast guidance. I'm gonna on name me. a monster guidance. <laughs> you can counterspell it if you want. I'm afraid because you know what I can do. Yeah, but with I'm not magic. gonna. I'm not gonna exploit you. I I've prepared villains that are enemies. They're not villains who would be here. That's I'm not gonna exploit any of your weaknesses. That's not fair. No, no, but I'm saying. But you're still saying magic is still allowed. Yep. 
That scares me. What did you? A 12. He goes, Oh, they said that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll fight. Um, um, I won't <laughs> injure you, my lady. I promise. <laughs> Sylvia. Okay, and he takes, he's not looking at you. And oh, he okay. just, uh, he, he said that to Greta. And then he said, he takes like kind of an excited sip of his mug. And he sets it down and he stands up confidently, strides across the room. And he goes all the way to the bench where you are, Craig. And he sits down and he goes, I'm fighting, brother. Who are you fighting? Um, uh, that girl over there. He points to Greta. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is the best episode ever. Oh, yeah. She's great. Um, I She's a part of my group. Um, is she really? She really likes bread and sandwiches. I, why would I have a sandwich right now? For the future. <laughs> you are good, my friend. I got oh, your back, no. bro. Wait, so you guys are you guys are like part of a group? No. Well, you just said you were. <laughs> no, what I meant to say was that like we've seen each other and stuff. But but like she's in your group, right? Well, I, my group is here with you. I'm a part of your group. <gasps> yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. That's so he pulls, out, he pulls out his rapier points. and he just kind of looks at it excitedly in his hands and he sits down with it in his lap and he's kind of like bobbing up and down as he sits. You guys are going to crush this man. I, so <laughs> I, look, um, I look over at Greta and I'm and I like because you didn't hear any of this. No, we were oh, okay, okay, watching sorry, sorry. him and um and I just look at her and and I go, this is going to be so fun, Greta. <laughs> I'm so excited for I'm you. Um, the large half-orc man walks back over and he goes, the fighters sit over there. Oh, okay. Can I talk to my friend, or do I have to go there no, now? No, it is fine. I'm just letting you know. Okay, thanks. You're a homie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, looks confused and walks away. Um, and then he, he returns back for a second, then he goes, uh, and I apologize. Are either of you wagering? Uh, like betting? Yes. Nah, I had, dude, I'm... Oh, I... Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Which of the fighters or fights would you like to bet on? Um... I... I Greta... Uh, th th I would Aww. like to. I would like to put money down on her. I don't think anyone can wager on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, how much would you like to wager? Um, how much do people usually wager here? Like, what's depends the... on the fight. Um, and depends on the person. Some people wager in. The minimum is ten silver, but there are people who come in and wager, a hundred gold, or more. I put ten gold on Greta. He smiles and he <laughs> takes out of the ledger and he starts making separate notes. He takes the coins from you, puts it on the side. I am excited. And who oh, is the I'm name on there? Um, uh, uh S Sylvia. <clears throat> Last name. Small star. Um, star. <laughs> Sylvia Star. Nice name. Thank you. And he closes the book <laughs> and he walks away. And he, he turns back on. And you, are you wagering? Um. Fighters can still wager. I, you said the minimum. I, I don't have any money, man. I'm sorry. No problem. You'll have some by the end of the night. <laughs> and he closes the book and smiles and walks away. Um, and he's going around the room collecting wagers. The energy is picking up in here. And the music very much sounds like what we're listening to. Like there, there is a tempo in here. And people are like a lot of people are going to the bar and leaving. And people are turning around and reclining. People are getting ready for this fight. Um, and uh, he goes around to the fighters now. And he stops, uh, he stops and talks with each of the fighters. There's exchanges of coin. He walks up to you, Craig. Uh, Craig, did yep. you want um, yep. to wager on anything? No. Um, what I want is some rules. Like, can I use magic or is it just like weapons? It is permitted. Sick. But they will explain the rule. Look, you can do whatever you want. Just uh, if you kill, 
You cannot uh, decapitate. Okay, um, if I get killed, am I gonna come back alive? No, no wait, I can't breathe, I'm good. Anyways, come on. <laughs> I don't want to wager anything, I'm good. And he walks up to Thespus and he says, Are you wagering, Thespus? Thespus, like, sitting there, really excited, and he goes, I put five silver on myself. And he hands over five silver. The guy smiles, this really cruel smile, and slips it into his pocket and puts it down, and he goes, yeah, you do. And he walks over uh, to other fighters and eventually makes his way over to you, Boz. And he says, You are them Bozrit. You're Speguber. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do you wager anything? There's three huge bags of money tied to his belt right now. Um, I'll wager. I'll wager five platinum on Greta. All right. <laughs> And uh, he records the the wager, and he takes the money. Five oh platinum. my gosh, Landon! What if? Uh, no, you're good. Can you imagine how desperate if he wins? Like I'm just saying, he's gonna feel so good. Uh, and Greta'll uh, be fine. Uh, 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 win. That's all I'm gonna say. She lost a ruby. It's okay. We the half orc man walks away, and um, he like walks behind the bar. He says something to the woman at the bar. They converse. He he takes the. Uh, uh, bags of gold off of his waist. He, you know, play, he does something under the bar. Like it seems like he's like preparing for the fight. Is Roe allowed to go sit with the fighters? I mean, it, it seems like people are supposed to be separated, but people are going occasionally and talking to the fighters. It doesn't okay. seem like a strict division. You can go talk to someone. Um. Well, first of all, how much time has gone by? You guys have been here twenty minutes. And it took fifteen oh, total? minutes to get I'm over gonna here. I'm going to say everything involved. You've been disguised again for like 35, 40 minutes. Okay. Okay, I go over and um, and uh, I go, oh I go I go sit by Craig. Okay, you sit as, down next to Craig. As Sylvia, a strange woman comes down and sits down next to you. He scoots away. Oh, Craig. Craig scoots over. Craig, it's me. I don't know you. Craig, it's me. It's it's Bro. Bro. Shh, ah. Craig. <laughs> Craig, no. Um, oh my gosh! Craig, Craig, if any, if any, like, Craig. Spark up, and he's like, oh my gosh! If anyone asks, my name is Sylvia, okay? Like the soup? <laughs> what? What soup <laughs> are you eating? Sylvia, like the author, no, Sylvia. I'm sorry, I forgot that I... That's just something in my family. I forgot that there's not an actual soup name. So we had a foreign exchange sorry. student named Sylvia, and she made great soup, and so we called and it so Sylvia Soup. Sylvia Soup. What's <laughs> happening? Fight! 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 <laughs> Will punches Craig. <laughs> um, what are you guys doing? Uh, I'm I'm talking to myself. I'm, I meant them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Craig, are you are you fighting? Yeah, you know that you see that uh, the elephant dude over there. Yeah, I'm fighting him. Points behind him to the immense figure behind him. Is he the same species as Yanni? Yeah, okay. he's a lock. Actually, thought. you're from Home Cove. Why don't you make a history check? It's a high DC. Okay. History? Yes, ma'am. Oh. You have inspiration? Yeah, I'm going to burn it. Sorry, I didn't mean to pressure you. No, I wanted to. Oh. I cast guidance because I'm sitting on the bench right next to you. He can. He he's very close to you. So you can, use the you can use the higher the two rolls. Okay. Um, that would be <laughs> uh, 17. You don't recognize him. Dang, Dang it. it. 
It's actually just gonna make the DCs harder. After if I if I abuse guidance. No, no, I'm not gonna. I would never do that to you. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Uh, so is there any other con conversation or preparing or anything? Oh, I, I just, I look over, or, cause Craig said that and I said, you're, you're going to fight him. Yeah. Any, um, side help that you can do magically would be so great. I don't is know why I agreed to this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I guess I'll see. Wait, Craig, are you doing the big brawl? No, I'm doing the champion fight. Oh, are you going to bet on me? Bestie, I don't want to bet. Hey, I Craig, don't know Craig, I put I put ten gold down on Greta. Wait, she's fighting. I put five she's platinum on Greta. <laughs> Wait, you put what? I put five platinum on Greta. Oh, oh right, goodness. I forgot. She's fighting. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job. I'm so happy. Um, I wish all of you luck. And uh, could you I'm actually gonna, like sit here with my cast? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Craig? You're right. Um. And she she turns awkwardly to her flute. <laughs> and, she starts strumming a flute. And I have I have enough slots. I cast Bardic Inspiration on each one of them. Can you have multiple Bardic Inspirations at a time? I don't know that I, you can't. I'm just checking. I think you can, but check me if I'm wrong. This I is, could be I've never DM'd for wrong. a bard before, so I'm checking. What I'm going to say is I think it's more fun to give it to multiple people. And I, I like buffing you guys. It makes things interesting. So for tonight's session, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Sick. And then in the future, I'll yeah. check and see okay. what uh, 5e dev uh, tweeted. We're going to give you a DM gavel. <laughs> that has your that name engraved yes! on it. And ta, 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 ta. Um, whoever wants to hold on to it, whoever uses it first. It should be like, it should be like whoever's fighting. Whoever gets yeah. to use it first gets Whoever to... fights first. Okay, so she should go to it. Greta first. Yeah. So she'll fight first. Ooh. It will go Greta, Boz, Craig. I can't believe all three of you are fighting. I love this. Okay, so I would, uh, Bard, I you inspire all three of your friends. 20 hit points, so. What's the inspiring song? Is it a different song for each of us? Yes. <gasps> I want Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Eye of the mm -hmm. Tiger for Boz. Um, we will rock you for Craig because that's, <laughs> because that's what we, oh, that's what I did last time. And I just feel awesome. like that's very much your song now. And um, for Greta, I think it has to be Jackie Onassis. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Look at that lady. She carries Okay. Um, okay. So, um, the orcish man who uh, uh, who has gone around collecting the bets um, has picked everything up, and everyone's preparing to fight. Um, and uh, after a little bit, um, he like signals the musicians, and the music stops. And um, he uh, uh, he like walks over behind the bar and he pulls out this folded cloak and he undoes it and he um, wraps it over his shoulders and he like walks down the first walkway of the first ring and then down the second walkway of the second ring and he walks into the bottom uh, of the actual blood bowl and as he gets down there um, he like it's complete silence oh and he dons this huge like trench coat looking thing and as he gets down there. Um, he gets down to the bottom and he walks into the to the sand and the whole the uh, the whole venue has gone silent. Nobody is talking. Nobody is doing or saying anything. All the musicians have stopped. Everyone at the bar stopped. The place to go from that like clamor of noise to that immediate din is like almost kind of unsettling for a moment. As he gets down in the sand, someone is kicking up around his feet, and he signals. And there's there's torches all around the room. Maybe like uh, we'll say like thirty torches, and ten of them get dimmed. Like somebody goes around and cuffs, puts a metal um, a bowl on top of 10 of them. So now the space is still well lit, but a little dimmer. 
and people in the room, like you guys can feel the tension in the air and people are shifting in their seats, getting in a position to walk or to watch. And as he gets down in the middle of the pit, he raises his hands and he says, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the blood bowl. And like all of a sudden, um, people like uh, tankers start on the tables and people start clapping and screaming and the place like roars and the drummer, that dwarven lady goes, and starts beating on a drum and the person on the violin just goes and pulls it violently down the strings and um after the chanting dies down for a moment he goes we usually have a regular unarmed combatant and like like three or four boxers stand up kind of excited and he goes but we're not doing that one tonight and the four fighters look super confused and upset and the whole room like gets a weird awkward tension and he goes tonight we have someone who has challenged Thespis. And then, <laughs> and then the boxers just clap and shake their head and everyone just cheers again. And like maybe 20 people are confused, but the rest of the room is very excited. And Thespis like gets this huge smile on his face, very not understanding what's happening. And um, uh, he says, uh, tonight they bring you a warm up before we get to our melee round and our championship duel for which we have a brave contender. It will be Biastin versus Biastin. And before that, it will be wielders of magic versus wielders of fist. But first, the blade versus, I don't know, the small one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gestures his hand up to Thespis and, um, and to where you are, Greta. And um, there's an individual on the other side of the ring in like dark robes and like a weird hat, this like goblin looking woman, or she is a goblin. And she has um, like this really weird, like flopped Royals old worn hat. And she pulls out a wand and she just lifts it up. And um, uh, this little, uh, there's this little ball hanging from a chain in the ceiling over you guys that you didn't notice. And as she points her wand at it, it gets cast, light gets cast on it. So it's like, there's a spotlight in y'all's general area in the room. And then, uh, Thespis like stands up, he takes a deep breath, turns toward Craig and he goes, they really like me, Craig. Yeah, buddy. We're going to be warriors. And he like walks down the step and he goes down the first, uh, down the first ring. And then he, he walks out into the sand and he lifts up a sword triumphantly. <laughs> There's silence in the room. Nobody applauds and he goes, Okay, that's okay. It's just serious. And he walks over to one side and he's like taking his rapier and he's swinging it around practicing. Um, and he says, on the one hand, we have <laughs> Thespis. And um, Thespis like looks really confident and nods. And uh, there's just silence. And somebody from one side of the room like hucks a vegetable at him. Uh, and it like smacks him in the back of the head. And it like in the back of his head kind of wipes it off. He just grabs his sword with a really determined look and looks in the middle. And then he says, and on the other hand, we have Greta, his challenger. And then the room just, just erupts with applaud and the drums again. And uh, he like gestures at you to come down into the pit. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get off of my, and off I was of, I'm, the pit. I'm not on the bench anymore. <laughs> I'm not sitting on that bench. Oh, I was on the bench. I'm not, not on the bench. bench. She was not I on the am, bench. I'm going <laughs> to, are these steps pretty big for me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I kind of feel like you I kind of like, like sidewalk down each other. Oh, I feel like I kind of like hop down them. Okay. Okay. And then I'm and this little gnomish woman in this like big overcloak like walks down. There is a mace at your side, but otherwise yeah. you don't look terribly ready for combat. But you sort of walk out into the sand. <laughs> and uh, uh, 
the um uh the the man in the middle whose name no one has learned but that's fine he uh he stands there and he um uh he picks up a bit of sand off of the floor and he throws it forward uh in front of him and as it flies out in the air it hits an invisible white force field that was running in between uh the the poles that came up and as it strikes them it sort of like bounces back in and he goes you all know the rules no tech can leave this ring no outside pedestrians can be harmed. That is all. Oh, and no decapitation. You're no, no ripping I'm hearts gonna, out. I'm going to wink at Thespis. Dang it. I put my hardcover <laughs> dagger back in my bag. Can I? That's um, not ripping a heart out. It's puncturing that's it true, with a magical that's true. item. So. Um, Thespis, like when you wink at him, he gets a really confused look on his face. <laughs> Can I do like an arcana check to see if that force field yeah. would let me be able to cast Ooh, into it? Yes, yes. You make an arcana check. Oh, and I'm I'm so sorry. I swear, Jackie, I'm what? not saying this because you just said this. I just remembered. There was a fourth rule I forgot to say. And he does say it. I promise this is in there. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. He says, and no outside aid is something he says. Okay. I apologize. No, that's fine. What'd you get on your account? <laughs> really bad, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're just not going to worry about it. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, he lifts up in his, his hands and he says, fighters. And he just looks at you, Greta, and he says, make it good. And he walks back up out of the steps. And as he raises his hands, he starts, he goes, clap, clap, clap. And around the room, people start. And people start like bashing tankards. And the, the drummer goes. And the violin player goes. And the, and the energy in the room is picking up. And um, Greta, I would like you to roll initiative. Can I cast a spell on myself first, or do I have to roll initiative? I'd like you to roll initiative. That's a four. Is Thespis going to win? <laughs> it's like 16 numbers. <laughs> I'm so fucking nervous. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love Thespis dice. Mm-hmm. I think I'm shaking a little. Um, so Thespis, like, sort of... Uh, pushes forward in the sand a little bit. He like looks really nervous and uneven. And the thing that's freaking you out the most is that the music is picking up all around the room and or like, and the, the beat is rising and rising. And all of a sudden, like you're very confident to fight Thespis, but all of a sudden in the ring, the atmosphere is different and you feel the pressure. And he like sort of walks forward in the sand. And as he's holding the blade in front of you now, he's like really shaky and you can see sweat on his forehead. And he goes, oh, I, I promise not to hurt you, my lady. Um, okay. I trust you. And he lunges forward kind of nervously. He's just going to run up to you and he's going to take an attack. I'm always Zach. <laughs> um, he has a, uh, I may have looked at the stat block a lot and know it in my head. Um, he uh, he rolls a 10 to try and hit you because I'm always Zach. So he like lunges forward at his rapier and he just like sort of stumbles in some of the sand and slips a little bit. And a sword goes past your head and it's it's a quiet noise but you are very suddenly aware that there's a sword next to your face and it's this weird moment of being like really threatened but also weird because like he lunges with all this ferocity but then he trips on his own foot and staggers slightly in the sand and it just past your face and he like and he just like sort of nervously pulls the sword back in his hand and points it at you okay um can i he attacked me right yeah so can i do a reaction absolutely so can i do a reaction and just try and like like Swat at him. I will no. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a reaction and like I just want to. So reactions are defined things in five E. And in your okay. defense, we haven't done a ton of combat. Okay, so what like does that certain mean? spells are reactions, um, and then like certain classes okay. and subclasses have gotcha. reactions. 
Gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. But like gotcha. like trying to hit somebody is an is an action. Okay. That's the attack action. Bonk. Okay. So what are you doing, Greta? Um I'm gonna just The whole crowd is watching. I'm gonna dive at his legs. Without <laughs> any spells or weapons, just dive at his leg. I mean, you could say yes, I'm just checking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you trying to grapple him? Yeah. No, I'm just trying to make any kind of contact with him. <laughs> So just for my clarification, are you attempting to bump into his legs? Are you attempting to just be near his feet? Are I you want trying to, to grab him? I want to put a hand on Thespis. Okay, roll to hit. <laughs> and I'll say add your strength modifier, but not your proficiency. I really like where this is going because it's strange. That's a 20. <laughs> a dirty 20. That's a dirty 20. You are Greta all the time. Ooh. Do I get to describe how I do it? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So I'm going to say he like just lunged at me and I like zoomed out of the way, right? Yeah. Or did he miss? I mean, he sucked, but it can also very much be that you dodged. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say I just kind of like maybe stepped out of the way and I'm going to like kind of redirect my momentum mm -hmm. and like just lunge at his, at his just, I guess, like, torso. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to cast inflict wounds. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't add your strength modifier. You'd add your spell attack bonus. So that, <laughs> that's a 27. <laughs> yep. <Woo! laughs> So you definitely put a hand on him real fast. Like you dart in there and get a hand up. And then you cast Inflict Wounds. Okay, I'm going to cast it. It hits. <laughs> My gosh, poor Thespis. I know, I, feel I know. Bad. I didn't think I would feel bad for him, but I kind of I feel, bad, feel for bad. bad Everybody hates him you here. You loved Craig. I mean, you loved Thespis. I do love Craig. <laughs> yes, but then he hated him in the spam in the same session. That's true. It was like, I felt the atmosphere. He to get in, you know? and once he was done with him, he was <laughs> on the side. developing social behavioral What are you casting it at, Greta? I'm going to cast it at the third level. Gotcha. Why don't you roll Whoa. that damage? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my god. What does Inflict Wounds do again? Oh that's 5d8 or is it more? No, no, that's just, that's 3d8. Oh, 3d8. Yeah. No, 3d10. Mm, that's right. Why don't you roll your damage there? Oh, oh my man. gosh. I cast Guidance. <laughs> On myself. <laughs> for what I'm about to say. For who I cast no trauma. <laughs> Can I cast counseling? This is a I can't read these dice. Oh, God. No, Greta. It's 3d10 at first level. You cast it at third level. So it's 5d10. <gasps> so roll your, roll your dice. Roll 5d10. Bro, it's the one dog. that looks like a diamond. Oh she my said, goodness. and it's over. <laughs> That's what is going to be a It's either that one or the one that looks like time. it. Yes. So what's her first number? Nine. Okay. What's the second one? Nine, two. I can, I can keep track of it for you okay. if you want me to. Nine, two, four. Fifteen. Another nine. Twenty-four. <laughs> Seven. Okay. So. But I want to like you. We did this thing where you cannot kill. I do not want to kill. Thespis. There is a function in Five E called non-lethal attacks where you can specify that something is non-lethal. Now it's subject to a DM's ruling. So, for example, if you saw a rodent on a hill and you were like, "I cast meteor swarm," but non-lethally, it's like, "Well, you don't though," because um, you removed the hill. Um, so, within certain thresholds of damage, I'll say that you cannot kill somebody. But within other thresholds, I'm going to say it's probably not so probable. Um, so you just dealt 31 points of damage. <laughs> that would have one-shotted boss. Like, that's all of his hit points. That's more than Ro has. 
Um, and Thespa's hit point maximum is 25. <gasps> so, Greta, you run up and you place your hands on him. What does your spellcasting look like? <laughs> Can you describe your spellcasting? This is insane. Or actually, excuse me, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Wait, I can't. Are you not going to let me do it non-lethally? Nope. Um, oh, my. Oh, the 31. <laughs> so, could you please describe your no, spellcasting? No, I can't. Wait. I can do it for you. For yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sure you don't want to describe it? I, no, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Make it haggy. So Make it haggy. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it up, but... Uh, <laughs> You run forward and you put a hand on his torso and it's like he flinches as you run up and then you put a hand on his torso and he's just kind of like, he gets like a weird confused look and then you look up at him and uh, the like brown and green color like sort of bleeds out of your eyes and your symbol lights up a little bit from beneath your cloak and you just whisper something in that horrible vithly tongue that like, that's the nushalas. and he like looks frightened and there's just this like pulse of necrotic energy up his torso and he just... And like these, all of the veins in his body pulse out his neck, his face, his arms, <laughs> and this black color under his skin. And he goes, <laughs> and he drops his sword and it in the sand. And Thespis just, and he just falls over unconscious in the sand. Um, Does he roll death saves or is it? Nope, NPCs don't do death saves. Okay. Um, so the room gets really quiet and. <laughs> Like six people go, woo! <laughs> and the announcer's just kind of sitting there quietly outside of the ring. There's a pause. And one of the clerics punches the other one in the arm. And uh, this scrawny, wiry looking guy with this frizzy, like ginger hair with a soul patch. I mean, real shaggy vibes. And like a gray, like tunic hops over the edge. And he like, he's like fiddling through bags and he's like trying to open them up. He opens one, closes it. You get the feeling he hasn't had to look for a diamond in a while, but he opens up a bag and he pulls out a diamond. He holds it in his hand. And he grabs a symbol on his chest and he starts praying over Thespus and he like puts it on his chest. And there's like a little shine of light in between his hands and Thespis, like the veins retract into his skin and some of his skin regains moisture and he goes. <gasps> and his eyes are just huge looking at you and the cleric stands up and ash falls out of his palm and he closes the bag and he like makes a kind of concerned face and backs up a little bit and he climbs back out of the ring and like half of the room erupts in cheering like and people are clapping and there's like, yeah. And half of the room is very awkwardly paused. And Thespis is like on his back, like scooting away from you rapidly, just mortified up to the back of the ring. And he scoots him. He leaves his sword behind. He scoots up all the way to the back of the ring, gets into the fetal position and just starts rocking gently back and forth. not looking. At you. <gasps> <laughs> Greta's, I feel like she's going to stand up and just like look around, like look around at the people and then like look at Thespis. And then okay. like, look he's at not people. looking. He's just staring at the ground, rocking back and forth. Yeah. Half of the room is like people are looking at you, clapping and cheering. Other people look kind of confused. Um, other people just don't look like they know how to react. Some people have huge smirks on their face. Um, and Thespis is just rocking, staring at the ground. What you doing? Mm. Um, yeah, she's just gonna kind of stare. Yeah, and I think she's gonna drop her mace. Okay, it into the sand and pick up the sword by the blade. Okay, and like. Extended out so she's holding the blade and the handle is towards okay, Thespis. Okay, so do you walk across the ring over to Thespis? Yeah. I haven't the Okay, so you walk across the ring over to Thespis. Thespis is rocking back and forth. You get close and he like flinches away from you. I say, it's okay. It's okay. 
he like reaches out and grabs a sword. There's like tears in his eyes. Ooh. Pulls the sword back and he goes, um, I'm sorry. It's okay, buddies? Question mark? He's just shaking. Oh my god. Like a, like a little chihuahua. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, <I> fight. <laughs> he stands up kind of nervously. He like tries for 12 seconds to get the sword in the sheath because it's like ding, 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 ding. Okay? like he can't steal it enough to get it in the sheath and he slides it in. I feel like Greta's also shaking. Are you okay, Thespis? He like kind of undoes the belt a little looking kind of confused you just and died, shell-shocked. Thespis. He walks over to the side of the ring, gets up to the second edge. He like leans over the railing and hands Craig the sword and he goes, have a good one. And he just walks out Sick. of the like he walks yeah, out. Yeah, he walks out of the building. As he starts going toward the end, somebody picks up a tankard and just Wait, dumps it I... on his head. <gasps> no. And... Sure. I'm gonna walk up to the stage, and I'm not stage, but like the like arena thing. And then I'm just gonna lift the sword and go, yeah! Everyone, the whole room, yeah! They erupt in triumph with you. And as he's walking out, somebody just dumps a tankard of ale on his head, and he just like like flinches a little bit. And then the guy at the door opens it up, and he walks out, and the door closes behind him. And uh, the guy at the edge of the ring goes, "It was a decisive fight. Let us hear it for Greta the Small." And everybody starts clapping, and there's roaring. Every and like people are cheering each other. Half the room still looks a little awkward, or maybe like a third at this point. And uh, he goes, "All right, let's get to the next fight." Um, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, can um, I'm just gonna do something real quick. Can can Roe run after Thespis out the door? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can As run Sylvia? him. You can get to the door right as he's leaving. Okay. Um, okay, so you run up. Do you still look like Sylvia? Do I? I mean, yeah. How much time so. has it been? You probably have like another 10 minutes. Okay. Um, is he outside the door now or in front Like of he's it? halfway out of it and people are cheering. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna uh, press the digitation him real okay. quick after the like, guy uh, tankered him. All of the ale comes up and he like flinches and like almost falls off the railing and he turns out and looks at you. I'm I'm just gonna put my hand on him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, you get his hand near. He okay. flinches back. I'm gonna say it, it's okay. I I just wanted to. No, I'm I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I don't need to mess with you and your friend. You guys are great. <laughs> you did so good. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go. And uh, he okay. starts up walking backward, and he like fumbles a hand behind him. He grabs the railing. He starts crawling up the ladder really quickly. Okay. Um, bye, Thespis. <laughs> and he just like he puts his hand up on the grating and he bangs on it and he's like bang 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 bang. He's like I know you're up there, kid. And uh, As Sylvia goes back in. Okay. The door <laughs> closes behind you, and you enter back into the room full of cheering. And uh, uh, we will pick up next time with uh, the ringleader announcing the next fight. Oh my God. Happy Adventure 31, oh. everyone. Greta killed someone. Greta killed somebody. Greta, Greta. I think at the end of that boss is like looking around, like he's like, they don't have very many diamonds, and he's like counting the fighters. <laughs> One. Oh, that bag. Two. Looked light. They don't. Three. They don't expect a ton of like full death. They 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 usually apparently intend people to go like unconscious. They don't usually expect for people to go like <laughs> negative ten under. Do or they know that NPCs don't do death saves? <laughs> do well, they know that? The way that I have this set up in my mechanics is that other fighters are going to roll death saves or like have time. But Thespis is definitely just an NPC pedestrian who owns a sword Um, who I didn't plan on fighting, but I love that he did. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) weird energy at the end, but great episode 31. (laughs) Greta just touches somebody and fall down dead. (laughs) That would have killed Boz. And Rose. You really did it. Boz would have died. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, I guess <laughs> it's pretty stunned. barely D and D to that give... would have beaten my spit, my AC and everything. Like Boz would be unconscious. That's um, uh, it's pretty barely D and D to give unconventional combat. Um, but tune in next week for the second fights. I'm afraid the Woo! brawl and the championship. <gasps> I'm afraid, you guys. Wait, does Ro get some I'm money? Afraid. That's uh, right. How much money do I get? Yeah, you, uh, boy. Ro and Boz are going to get paid. Nice. We'll revisit that. Um, Go Greta. Good work, everyone. <laughs> Abby looks mortified. <laughs> I yeah, think that was that was crazy. I love combat. Excellent episode thirty-one, everyone. So cool. So uh, great. <laughs> It's a weird start, but I'm excited for where it's going. Um, yep. Energy has <laughs> changed. Energy has changed. Well, don't worry. We have two weeks to let go of the darkness of murdering someone. I mean, Greta can come first, <laughs> but that's not for your characters. And next week, you guys can have some freaking sick combat. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Barely D&D while Abby tries to process what just happened. And... Uh, <laughs> it feels weird if, to give such a positive statement. If you enjoyed this, please, please leave a review. Um, you can also check out our Patreon. We'll dive deeper into all of this on the bi-weekly breakdown, I'm sure, along with the other fights that are to come. And uh, go check us out on all of our socials and barelydnd.com. And if you tell a friend about this podcast, yeah. please. Word of mouth is the best. All right. Thank you for listening to Barely D&D. Life is an incredible story. And... You're an important part of it. Yeah. We hope to see you next week and never fight Greta. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Bye, everybody. Greta.